So, a lot of things have gone on the last few weeks since we've talked. Um, I just want to get started off with my New York stupid Knicks here because it's been a frustrating week Stupid, for me. Stupid on the surface, but <laughs> not so stupid when you think I'm, about well, it. Well, let me tell you about it. Let me tell you about what my emotions were because, of course, I was pissed when Durant didn't want to come. And then I was pissed when Kyrie didn't want to come. I, I kind of knew Kyrie wasn't coming before uh, the Durant news hit. But also, I'm not surprised because I know who James Dolan is. I've watched this team. They've been my favorite team my whole life. New York I, misses a lot. The Knicks oh miss a lot. Oh, my gosh, Dewey. <laughs> Dewey missed so much. It's unbelievable. But I get it because no big star wants to come there because they know what a disaster James Dolan is. The only way... We could do something good is by picking up college players and building up to the draft, which is why I'm not so upset anymore. It was hard the first, like the first hour or two when I heard Durant was was choosing Brooklyn because the reports before were saying, you know, Kawhi and Durant are looking for a way to get the work together. I mean, that was the wave for a while, for like a couple months. That was the wave. And it was just like, you get your hopes up, and then they say, oh, no, well, Durant's not going. Now he's moving to New York, but maybe it's Brooklyn now. Then your hopes get down. And then you hear Durant and Kawhi are talking to find a way. Then they say, oh, Knicks are back in the in the, in the in talk again for those two going there. And then the news comes. He's not coming. And you're just like, of course. Of course this isn't going can I Can I give a criticism to Knicks fans? Go ahead. I, you know, my family's from New York. Yeah. There's some Knicks fans spread around, mm-hmm. and I get it. Mm-hmm. The Knicks being the only franchise in basketball for New York for a long time, yeah. you got fans kind of, you know, because New, New York has such a strong sports fan base that it's of only course. natural for Knicks to be the storied franchise. Mm-hmm. But I think as fans, you got to be honest with who the Knicks are. Yeah, The Knicks have only won two championships. And why is that? Well, well I no, don't. no, no, no. Well, I understand. Well, back then it was different. But why? What has happened? What happened in the nineties and two thousand and two thousand? What happened to that franchise? I mean, yeah, I get it, Dolan. Right. But but here, so here, so here's my other criticism. Like here's here's the point that I'm trying to get to. As fans, you have to understand that even though because the Knicks think that they're the Lakers, mm-hmm. but they're not. No. And How the reason, the re- no, what they're riding talk. is the fame of Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. and, you know, just the sheer value of the fact that it was the only basketball team in New York mm-hmm. because of how strong of a sports fan base there is. Right. But if, if you look on paper to what the Knicks have accomplished in their tenure in the NBA, Nothing. they're just as, they're, they're basically another small market team. And you it's have location. to... Im- Right, and you have to embrace the Knicks doing things the right way. Like, I know it's New York, there's this grandeur in Manhattan, so you expect greatness, but the Knicks have never actually been great. Right. So you, as fans... Well, you I, get, have to, I, have to give, I have to go against you there, because the Knicks were, they weren't championship great in the 90s, but they were a great team, they were a fun team to watch. So they weren't great. I mean, they weren't championship great, but they were nearly there. We they were fun. They we were, were fun. And we were almost there in 94. Almost there. And in 99, we almost, well, we got swept by the Spurs. But I, I get what you're saying. I know we, the 90s were a good, great time. But trust me, growing up, that's why I was such a Nick fan. Because I was just so 
enthralled of what the heck was going on. We got Ewing, we had Oakley, we had Mason. Boys that could play, that worked hard. And it Starks, uh, Derek Harper in 94. That was exciting basketball. We just can't get anybody to come back there. But it's- you know why? It's because, okay, so it's like you guys created almost like a catch-22 of sorts for mm-hmm. yourselves because on paper, the accomplishments that you guys have made is the same, similar accomplishments to a lot of other small market teams. Orlando and I know you're Magic. not, a, exactly, yeah. like very similar, yeah. but you create, the, the fan base creates the expectations I in New York for the players. Media. I think it's the media. But media, fans too, because yeah. there are some diehard Knicks fans that of when course. Knicks players make mistakes, they go in. Which is unnecessary. I don't believe in that bullshit. Right. So, I don't believe in that bullshit. But I mean, it happens. So it's like, I think when you create the expectations for a franchise as if they're as storied as the Lakers when they're not, they're closer to Orlando when you look at accomplishments. Right, absolutely. You create an environment where it's very hard for star players to really want to play for you because yeah. it's like they know that they're joining a bad team and then they know that when things go wrong, they're going to be blamed by not just the media, but by the fans. Oh, they're going to get eaten alive. So it's That's like, the problem with so that's, New York. And I think that's why players like, you know, KD and Kyrie ended up not going there because they're not dumb. Like they're, they know what the expectations are going to be, and they're not a good enough team to live up to those expectations. So, Which honestly brings me to why I'm not as upset after I let all this stuff go. I, realize, I was listening to the, and I don't mean to bring politics into it, but I was listening to the Democratic debate the other day, and uh, Bernie Sanders ended it off with, you know, Nothing's going to change in this country if we don't have the guts to take on Wall Street. That was basically what he ended off saying. And I'm thinking in my head, Bernie, you need to make this speech to New York Knicks fans. But instead of Wall Street, you say, nothing's going to change unless we get rid of James. We have the guts to take on James Dolan and get him out of there. That's the only thing that's going to fix this. Probably. Because, yeah, we might be building up right now through the draft we got rj barrett i think kevin knox is a great player mitchell robinson i think is a steal even and though then, kevin knox did he did get he zion did eat him that one play. oh oh yeah, yeah. that oh, one play God. he zion snatched that thing him. from <laughs> i think that's what caused the earthquake right <laughs> zion, he just zion hurt ripped him. that thing out of i mean that was yeah that i mean that, i didn't watch the game but i did hear that before that kevin knox was really oh he was on, it to him. he was on fire bro he but, was on fire i mean the that play is what got the yeah, highlight of course, so. of course and it's zion you know the number one yeah. pick and he's stealing the ball like that i mean that and it was a great play by him to be to give props where where they're due right but uh, I like Kevin Knox. I like Mitchell Robinson. Um, I think they all got a lot of growing up to do. Obviously, they're still young. R.J. Barrett. I mean, his first two games in the summer league right now haven't been the greatest. Last night he played okay. I think he had uh, like nineteen or seventeen or nineteen points. But yeah, uh, I haven't kept up with any of the Knicks games yet. I, I'm only because that's really. <laughs> I'll give you the joke. <laughs> of it. I just saw a post. It was on Twitter, or Instagram that. Uh, the Knicks are <laughs> like they're the favorites to win the summer league or something like that. And so I text my friends. I'm like, uh, finally, a championship is coming right. our way. We're going to win the <laughs> summer league. We have a chance to win something. So I've been kind of excited just watching just to see and just to see how the young guys are growing together. Um, and they got this other kid that, that they just drafted this year from Michigan. I, Brad Zekas, I believe is the last name. Ignis Brad Zekas. Scored thirty points the other night. I know it's summer league, but oh, I I've heard about that. Yeah, the yeah, kid I heard from about uh, Michigan. That. He looks like he could shoot the ball. Uh, so I like the direction 
and I, I'm, not, I'm not upset as upset anymore that we didn't throw the bank at Kevin Durant or any of these other guys. Let's see what we could do with these young folks. Uh, that kind of excites me a little bit, but I'm still, yeah, I don't see us in the playoffs in maybe like another five years unless we. I get mean, let's good. be honest. Let's let's really be honest here. Mm-hmm. Even if Kevin Durant and Kawhi, or Kevin Durant and Kyrie, or Kevin Durant and whatever, mm-hmm. even if they went to the Knicks. The Knicks, as a team, mm-hmm. were not ready to take that next step. Yeah. Because when those players come, the expectations become we're contenders. Yep. So I, I know as a Nets fan, I'm not trying to be biased here, but when you compare the two teams, one was clearly more ready to take the next step than the other. Right. As in, when you're the Knicks, when you have this ta- the young talent that you have, but you know you tried to tank for Zion Williamson, mm-hmm. that's a clear indication that management understands that the team is not ready to make a push for the playoffs anyway. That's mm-hmm. why they tried to tank, tank to get right. Zion Absolutely. Williamson. Absolutely. So for that, the good news for them is that because they're in a desirable location mm-hmm. is that if they try to do things the right way, rebuilding from they the ground up, players eventually there. players are going to notice and they're going to want to be there. Mm-hmm. And not, and then the competition between Brooklyn and New York will really be heating up because then players will want to play for both teams. And that's a rivalry that could really be a spark plug for the NBA for a long, long time because Brooklyn fans are very, very hard-headed and stubborn about well, they're, being Brooklyn New Yorkers. fans. They're New Yorkers. And New York <laughs> fans are going to be it's stubborn New Yorkers. with New Yorkers. New Yorkers. The Nets and Knicks are always going to go at yeah. it. No matter what. Yeah. So that is a real spark, pl- spark plug, not only for viewership, but for ratings yeah. for the NBA. And if the Knicks really do become a team, to even to the caliber of the Nets or a playoff contender, that rivalry is only going to get better. But they have to do it the right way. You have to rebuild the right way. You can't have a bunch of young players and then just say, all right, now let's just give big contracts to good players and force ourselves into playoff contention. Like, do it the right way. You and did it right getting Steve Mills and I, that's uh, the right. head coach. I'm just going to bring them uh, Fisdale. Like you, you, I you feel know, we're in the right direction. Good, you pick good. You have good picks. Like yeah. the Kevin Knox pick was a good that, pick. Yeah. You know, a lot of lottery teams get their picks that they may want, like in the top 10, and then they don't pick good players. Kevin Knox looks like he could be a really good role player yeah. for his entire career. Absolutely. Which could sometimes shoot the hell out of the ball. Right. And sometimes it's all you need. Like could I think some people. I think some teams have a tendency when they're going through the draft to try to make a guess as to who's going to be their next star. When sometimes all you need to do is just draft the players that are going to be great role players. Because then I think because one thing that star players want is their own team. Mm -hmm. And I think it's easier for star players to want to go to a team that has really good role players than it is for star players to go to a team that have stars. Mm. So and I and I know that sounds crazy considering that people no. are teaming up all the time, right. but it's just like, you know. And I think that's what I Knicks fans get caught up in is that look at all these super teams. We're in New York. We're in, we're in New York City. The Mets have basketball. one here, right? Why can't we get a? Why can't we get? You know, I think we we we're getting caught up in all these super teams being built, and we want a super team built there. But it's it's not going to work it, when as long as 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 long as Dolan's there. I don't think any smart veteran superstar is going to want to come in. But speaking on super teams, yeah. how excited are you that there are like 13 to 14 teams that have great duos 
Yeah. For the playoffs. There is not one clear favorite for the finals. Yeah. Which I know that some people say, oh, that's going to be bad for ratings. No, like, I, I know so. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, when LeBron had an opportunity to pair up for two all-stars, all of a sudden, that's great for the league. But when Golden State had their super team, that was bad for the league. But, I, you know, the narrative changed when LeBron is involved. But I love the fact that there are there are. 10 teams that legitimately have a shot at winning a title next year. Like, that is insane to me. I'm going to shrink it down to, I don't know, maybe about five teams I think that could win the title. Name your five. I want to hear it. Name your five. The Clippers. Uh, Of course. The Lakers. The Lakers. I think the Bucks have a legitimate shot. Bucks. okay. I think... The Sixers, if they could get it together, could do it. The Sixers, even though their their lineup is weird to me, I don't really like uh, their lineup. It is a, it's going to be a strange lineup. It's I, a I strange guess. lineup. But uh, there's something about Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Al Horford that, and Tobias Harris. That's just it's a weird lineup to me. Big and they can stretch the floor a little bit, but there's not like they seem slow. I don't know. My fifth team would probably be. I was gonna say Golden State, but I don't. I don't know. I just. I don't know anymore. All right. Well, okay. So I don't uh, I'm, let me just start off by saying uh, you're being very disrespectful to Golden State <laughs> because Clay Thompson didn't tear his Achilles. He just tore his ACL, which I know 20 years ago would have been a huge deal. That's true. But he can come back to form. That's true. Just tearing your ACL, yeah. and he's. Not, it's not like he's going to be out the whole year. Yeah. Like they still have Draymond. They still have Steph. They still have Clay. And if they keep D'Angelo Russell. Well, they still have. But aren't they going to trade him anyway? That's the rumor. I don't think so. I think the free agency and trade market has dried up to the point where they might be stuck with him. How would that backcourt work with, though, with Steph Curry and D'Angelo Russell? Clay Thompson has played the small forward before. You'd have D'Angelo at the shooting guard. And Steph Curry in the point. And Clay Thompson, he's like 6'9". He could play a small forward. I just, D'Angelo Russell really... Thrive and as the, the the general on that Brooklyn team. Well, not I don't, really. Do you think he could? Take not that? really. I people like to forget that the Brooklyn Nets, their whole offensive package was catered on the pass. Okay. So I know in a lot of you know there were a lot of occasions throughout last season where it, it did kind of look like D'Angelo Russell was running the show. Yeah. But for anyone that was a Brooklyn Nets fan and watched Who really every single game watched, yeah. like I did, yeah. you saw that it was really, it was, it, everyone got to eat mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. Right. Every single one. It just became a D'Angelo show because, you know, Karis LeVert got injured and was out for a while. Mm-hmm. Dinwiddie was out for maybe a month to get a surgery on his thumb. And not only that, his story, too, from where he was in L.A. to when he came to Brooklyn. Right. It, his story was more attractive. Thing. Right. I get so, it looked like he was running the show, yeah. but I mean, see, that's and that's a good perspective because from the outside, not paying attention to the Brooklyn Nets at all last year, I'm not paying attention yeah. to what you're. Like what you're when saying. D'Angelo Russell says that he's a playmaker, uh-huh. he's not lying. Like yeah. he gets his team involved, mm-hmm. and when you have a player like Steph Curry who can play off the ball, and D'Angelo Russell can play off the ball too, but it's just that now we're because he's on Golden State, we're holding up to, to a higher standard now. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't play yeah. off the ball as well as Steph Curry. Of course he yeah, doesn't, of course. but he still can. And if there's any if there's any team that can bring the best out of him off the ball, it's going to be Golden State because that's their whole offensive package is uh, movement off the ball. Right. So 
Steph Curry can do it. He can do it. He can learn how to be better at it. They still have Draymond. They still have Clay. I know they added a couple uh, role players and rotation players. Like, they're still going to be a great team. Like, more respect has to be put on their name. And, you know, the only weakness that I see, honestly, that is a big glaring weakness that makes it fair to think that they're no longer title contenders mm -hmm. is the lineup of D'Angelo with Steph Curry is not a very defensive one. Okay. So in that way, hey, in that, that way, they would have two guards on the floor who can get eaten alive by more elite uh, offensive teams. So with that being said, that is a glaring weakness that I think takes them off of title contention. But I, I won't I won't remove them from my 10 teams that could win a championship because they still can mesh and get it together. And well, their offensive package could still be better than every other team's offensive package because you have three teams that shoot at a high volume and they shoot it well. Yes. Like Steph Curry still shoots well. Klay Thompson st still shoots well. Uh, D'Angelo, he shoots like seven yeah, threes a game at a 36% clip. So he's like, you know, these are beasts on the three-point line. Right. So... I'm not going to rule them out. I think they deserve more respect than I think people are giving them. But you're forgetting two teams that only get better every year. Portland and Denver. <laughs> the Denver Nuggets, and I'm going to say it right now. It's going to sound crazy, but I think the Denver Nuggets are better than the L.A. Lakers. Oh. I think so. I don't care if you have LeBron in the point guard and Anthony Davis is on the team. I really don't care. I think the Denver Nuggets are better. Like... You have to understand that the Denver Nuggets now, not only do they have really good players that are coming into their own, but they have continuity. So they know the playbook like the back of their hand, and they only get better every year. The LA Lakers were just made this year. They have a lot of players that haven't played together in the, in the LA culture. So it's like, you know, if Denver can make it to the semifinals going to a Game 7 with Portland in the West... As a young team, that all that did, even though they didn't make it to the Western Conference Finals, all that did Build was confidence. give them a taste, yep. and now they have that hunger. Yep. And I'm and telling you, Jamal confidence. Murray, Gary Harris, they kept Paul Millsap, which I think was super smart to bring Good him back. Good to have around. Um, Jokic is still a the beast. You get, that's a center, a center point guard. Yeah. Who's ever even heard of that? He might be. You think he's their their best player? Yeah. yeah, I think he he and, and as he gets better, he like he's going to have similar gravity in the way that Steph Curry has gravity on the court, like because he's so big and he can dominate the paint, but he can also shoot. And because he, he could, you, you know, there were games that I watched of Jokic where he could easily get you like 40 points. Like he made it look easy when he whenever he got like 35, but because his game is centered around making everyone else on the team look good, he really is like the first center point guard that I've seen in my lifetime, and he does it at an at an elite level. So it's like and you he know groove so fast. Like. And let's be honest, the Lakers, if their center is going to be Demarcus Cousins or Anthony Davis, what, as great as they are. DeMarcus is not guarding Jokic and Anthony Davis is not guarding Jokic either because if Jokic is matched up with DeMarcus Cousins, you know, all he has to do is keep a distance from him or he can still bang in the paint because Jokic is a big dude and DeMarcus is not the same DeMarcus yet that we've seen before the injury. So 
And if Anthony Davis is guarding you, then Jokic would eat Anthony Davis in the yeah, paint. Yeah, DeMarcus wasn't looking good too great in those finals, except for maybe one game. And that he did have that one good game. Yeah, yeah. It, and that was probably because he had to sit out all the the what the right. He he was out in the first round. He got injured, right, or something. Yeah, like he, that. he like messed up his quad or yeah, something like so, that. Yeah, I mean, I, he, he and he was out most of the season anyway too. He really didn't play a lot last yeah. season. So so let's it's see like, what he does under a full season. I don't know. So if you have, we Anthony, know what he's capable of, right? But you know, he did show see, flashes. Yeah, let's just see where he stands. But I don't know. I just Denver's a great team right now. I just don't see them going over the hump as being title contenders. Really, I, don't I do. Know. I don't. Maybe I, do. I listen. I could because be you wrong. know, you know what? Who they remind me of? They remind me of the Bucks. Okay. A year before the uh, the season before last season, the Bucks. You know, were very talented. Mm. You know, Giannis was coming into his own, but everyone kind of knew that they weren't ready. Mm. And then last year, they shocked, made it to the Eastern yeah. Conference. Giannis dominated yeah. all year long. Yeah, no and then one they saw said, that coming. And then they said in the playoffs, "Oh, Giannis is not going to be able to dunk all over the playoffs." What did he do? He dunked all over the playoffs until Toronto. Until Toronto, yeah. which to be fair to them, they now have the argument that yes, they lost to Toronto, but Toronto won the championship. Yeah. Um. But it's just it's like one of those things where like at one season they were out in like the first round or something like yeah. that. And, you know, no one really thought that they were going to go far. And then the next season, just like that, they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Growth. And it's Denver reminds me of that, except even better because they made it to the second round in the West. Do you think Denver has a more full team than, than Milwaukee? Now, time, now that they time? lost Brogdon, I think they have a more full team. Okay. I think so. I think they have really good depth and their starting five is underrated. Especially, I mean, to be fair, they're underrated for good reason because they're really young. So it's like, if you haven't proven anything yet, we're not going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Like, you have to prove people wrong. And I think Denver has the players who have the attitude where they're ready to start proving people wrong, where they need to be in that conversation. I guarantee, I, I am willing to bet that by the time this season is over and we're starting, we're talking about into the next season, mm-hmm. Denver is going to be in the title contender conversation because they're, they would have showed out this year i think they're gonna be like the second seed okay so i gave you my five right i said uh well i'm gonna i'm gonna put golden state in there they're gonna be my fifth so i'm saying clippers lakers bucks maybe philly or philly and uh golden state do you agree with those five as being contenders or i take anybody out and then i want to hear what your 10 what your tank here's the thing is that you have it's super hard to really take anyone off of that five mm-hmm. because, you know, they are so elite. Yeah. Like, the Lakers are elite. Mm-hmm. Like, even though I think Denver is better, they are elite because LeBron, LeBron is elite James, and yeah. Anthony Davis yeah. has room to be elite. I'm not going to call him elite yet because mm-hmm. he still hasn't done anything he hasn't, for me. Yeah, he hasn't proven really anything. Like, he's a great individual talent, playoff. but what kind of team talent are you? Yeah. So, yeah, but I think with LeBron at the point, we're going to see an Anthony Davis at his peak. So I I would put them as an elite team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Clippers would be elite. I have no problem with that. Um, I believe you said uh, uh, Golden State is going to be elite because they just you know they still have their starting they three that car, yeah. broke the league. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the originals. Yeah. yeah. So you you have to give them their. Proper the only thing respect. is I'm I'm just worried as. Well, not really worried because they're not my team, but their injuries as they're getting older. That's true. That's true. That's the only thing I'm thinking about right now. That's true. As far as them. But I'm still, I'm still, I still have them in my five. But uh, I think you, I don't think you think Philly's there. I don't think Philly's there. 
you don't and think I I would still agree with Milwaukee, but instead of Philly, I'm going to go with maybe Denver. Okay. You yeah. Okay. You know, I would I would have to go in Denver. Who are the beasts of the East? That's what I'm trying to think. Like right now I wouldn't I wouldn't put Brooklyn there yet because Durant's gonna be out all season. But they're he's still going to be... be out all season. You don't think if he's going to be out no, all season? No, if we make the playoffs, he's playing in the playoffs. Because that would be a year. That would be a year. And it doesn't take... But do you think he'll be... Game- let's say he... Let's say no, he might... First- no, no. He's not going to be as he was last uh, last year. No, he's not. So like, that's why I would... That's why I wouldn't but put he, them in time. But he is going to play. Like, people make it seem like Brooklyn is going to make the playoffs and Kevin Durant is not going to play. Like, the Achilles tear is not a 365-day injury. Like, it's more like an eight-month injury. But an doesn't injury- it take effect... What, uh, more effect when you're a longer type of dude? Like... It does, but he's also thinner. Like yeah. he's not, not a, a lot he's not a there. weighted dude. Yeah. Like he's like two thirty or something like that. Like he's like six eleven, really like thin. Like yeah. he's gonna be fine. No, and I'm not saying Brooklyn won't make the playoff. I think with Kyrie and the guys that they still have. I yeah, no, 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 no. I know what you're saying, yeah. but like I think people like just kind of assume that Kevin Durant isn't gonna make it to the playoffs with us. Mm-hmm. Like he absolutely is. Mm-hmm. That still doesn't put us as title contenders, mm-hmm. but we might make it far if we make yeah. it to the playoffs. And well, I'm. Back. In the East, yeah, they because there's who are the beasts of yeah. the East anymore? Yeah, Kawhi exactly. left Toronto, so Toronto, the, the Magic, still a good the team. Magic could be a fourth seed in the no, East. maybe. No, who, no. but who else would? I'm I'm being facetious, really. But I'm just saying that's how weak the East is. Because yeah. for now, who who else? And I, and I could be, you know, uh, to be a hundred percent honest, we totally could be disrespecting some teams right yeah. now by, by forgetting. Yeah, exactly. Um, because you, you know, Boston is still a good team. That's true. Like, the, even though Kemba Walker, I don't think, is to the degree oh, that Kyrie, Kyrie is, yeah. but where I they share where they I share a similarity, I think Kemba's going to be a better fit for yeah. Boston. because I'm not even thinking about the Kemba Walker right. situation. Because Kemba is Kyrie-esque, but he shares the same attitude as the young team teammates that he's going to have in Boston. Okay. So I think they're going to mesh better. Now, the only difference is, is now they don't have an Al Horford-type player anymore. So it's like, you know, who's really going to shore up their interior defense? Yeah. Um, unless they're expecting Tice to suddenly be a beast. I don't think so. Aaron Baines, I, I have no idea. But uh, So, yeah, you know, I mean, that's, that's and true. And you still have the Pacers. Come on. Old Depot's Depot. coming back. Yep. And they got Brogdon. Like, you know, we give that's them true. respect. That's like, right. Pacers, the Pacers, I think, have a team that's going to beat that would beat the 76ers to me because Miles Turner, I think, is a better two-way player than their bigs. I don't know, but with Horford and and Embiid and, and if Simmons could just come on and get a jump shot going. He's not. The Philly fans, Simmons is not getting a jump shot. He might get like a floater or a 15-footer, but he's not shooting a three. So the, he'll he's it's going to be the same thing if they face the Pacers. It doesn't have to be a three. Maybe like a, a mid-range or something just to get – Not gonna, this season. They're going to – they're gonna they they figured him out already, basically, it seems to yeah, me. It ain't going to happen so, this season. I mean, the playoffs, he was basically almost shut down. Very, and Joel Embiid is just going to get sicker and sicker. He's going to have a fever one game and not play. <laughs> like – I don't believe in the Sixers like that. I don't, I think they're uh, on paper they're a great team. Milwaukee, I put I put Philly at number two in the East. But let's put it this way: they gave Tobias Harris great money. Yeah, which Tobias Harris is a good player, but he's not, not a great worth, money not player. Worth that money. Jimmy Butler went to the Heat as a solo act. 
that should go to show, you know, and who, who does Jimmy problem? I mean, Jimmy Butler have problems with the most young players who don't put in the work. Yep. That, sh- that should be a telltale sign. The big about cat, Carl Anthony Towns. Who ben tell you Simmons that. is yeah. or, you know, maybe not Joel Embiid because I think he's a hard worker, but yeah. you know, he is kind of a diva. So if Jimmy Butler got out of there, he got out of there fast. He didn't. I don't think. I think he didn't even take a second meeting or anything like that with Philly. Wasn't uh, wasn't Ben Simmons messing with one of them Kardashian girls or yeah. something like that? He got yeah. cursed. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah, maybe that Kardashian you, curse is real. People. You date a Kardashian, you start getting lazy. <laughs> but oh my yeah, goodness, I don't believe anyway. in the Sixers like that. It's and it's like that every year. On paper, they're really good, but then they get to the playoffs, they get past the first round, I, and then and then what? Like, what do they do after that? Like, they're they're a good second round team. Maybe they grow. Maybe they grow. I don't maybe. know. I like I I think Joel Embiid he's very he's extremely talented. Yeah. And we have to remember Russell Westbrook is going to the East. And yeah. if he goes to Miami, I think the Jimmy Butler Russell Westbrook duo is going to be a dominant duo in the East. I don't know if it's enough though. I think I you th- think it it's enough have to, to put him back, back no. past Milwaukee. No, because I I'll, I'll put them as number one. I'm, no, I'm not afraid to say Milwaukee will probably be number one in the East next. It, year. They're not enough to put over Milwaukee, but they're enough to be put over the Sixers. And that's the thing though, like as great as I love to watch Russell Russell ah, Russell Westbrook, but. He just doesn't seem to me like as a guy that could lead your team. He doesn't to, have to Except be, for though. that one year with Jimmy Durant. Jimmy Butler can do that. You think Butler's that kind of guy? If Russell Westbrook is your running mate, absolutely. But okay. he had Paul George, so, and this is, who this I is, think this is, is better. This is, okay, I was just going to ask you that question. Yeah. But let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is a better closer, Paul George or Jimmy Butler? Not overall talent. Closer, as far as close, yeah, I would, you'd have to go with Jimmy Butler. I think so, Mister. I think I think Jimmy Buckets has the edge. Yeah, and I think if it's anything that Russell Westbrook needs, is just a closer. A closer, because he's gonna get you to the fourth quarter and keep you Durant within points. Durant was a closer, and he went and when far. They, they with were Durant. at the finals with Durant, so Where, maybe and, you're right in that sense. And I feel but like I don't see it. I don't see Butler as that guy. I I think so. I think Russell Westbrook is good for three quarters, and then he needs somebody else for the fourth, and I think Jimmy Butler is that guy. I think more so than Paul George. I think the reason why the Paul George, Kevin, uh, sorry, Paul George, Russell Westbrook experiment failed is because they tried to recreate what it was when Russell Westbrook was with Kevin Durant, and Paul George is not Kevin Durant. Yeah. As much as they're similar styles no, and you know, they, similar two-way players, on, like they're on. not... Kevin same. Durant is out of this world, and the re- and I think the reason why Westbrook was so well with Kevin Durant is not because Durant was a good player, but he was a great closer. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler is a great closer, and he's a good player, great closer, and I think that's all Russell Westbrook needs because Russell Westbrook is a great player, bad closer. Mm-hmm. Like he can get you to the fourth quarter, he just he just he doesn't make the shots he needs to, and Jimmy Butler can. So I, I give credit. And as long as Miami Heat doesn't break the bank to go get him, they'd, they would have a pretty – because they have good role players, and that, but that's all they've ever been. It would have to be a trade. Would it have to be a trade? It would have to be a trade. Get, it would have to be a but trade. They, I mean, I'm sure they'd that's want what, to re-sign him and, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, so that's the thing. So it would be like how much can they give? Hmm. Yeah, I don't think their draft capital is that big, so they probably don't have a lot of picks to give or something like that. But <clears throat> as long as they don't have to break the bank to get him, I, I would I would think Miami to be a powerhouse in the East. I would think it would be the Pacers, the Celtics, Brooklyn, seventy not in any particular order. Seventy Sixers, Miami. I think uh you know 
Detroit is weird because Detroit, they're kind of in that limbo where eighth, they ninth could be seed. good, but they're not good. I mean, they got Blake Griffin, an aging Blake yeah, Griffin. an aging Blake Griffin, who still gets buckets. Yeah. Like, but I just don't know if, the, <clears throat> if they have the right pieces around them. They're, eight, so they're eighth seed. I mean, they're like, I think, yeah, around where the Magic are. Team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Although I think, I think the Magic was kind of an anomaly because there's, you know, I think the Bulls are starting to come together. I think the Bulls are going to try to make a playoff run next year. I think so. I don't know. I don't. I don't know too much about the Bulls to be quite honest. I, really I, I don't think they'll make it, they but do. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna at least try to put in an effort. Outside of those six teams that you just named, I don't know which one. I don't know. I I just can't see anyone else actually giving the East. Like, I mean, Toronto is still gonna be a playoff team. Like they're not gonna all of a sudden be a lottery team. Like they're still gonna be a no. Team. They just lost Kawhi. Yeah, and they were a great team without Kawhi. They just weren't a championship team without Kawhi. So you know they're still gonna be a good team. Um, Maybe DeRozan leaves San Antonio and hops back to Toronto. <laughs> it's totally possible. Let's be <laughs> honest. I know Toronto would like him back now that they lost Kawhi. Of course. Um, but how? Think about that situation though. Would you do that? I you traded so. me away because you know yeah, what? he understands it's a business. You know, because you sure. know what it is. I think both sides now know that Toronto was right. Yeah, because they won the championship. How could they be? You can't. How tell could you be wrong. wrong? Like they won their first championship yeah. ever for an entire country. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you're DeRozan, why would you hold a grudge towards that? Be like, yeah, you traded me, but you got a you championship won. out you of it. You did what you so had. You did the j- the job guys, of an organization. If I'm DeRozan and I want to go back, my first, my thoughts would be, you know what, you guys were right. You guys were right because yeah. you guys won. And then if I'm Toronto, you could look, say to DeRozan and be like, you have to understand. Like, we had to. Like, we had to deliver something for our fans. Can I give you a sleeper team? Go ahead. That I really, that we actually talked about a few, like maybe the last time we got together, but uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Are they West are or built, East? They're West. They're built. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going off that for a second. It's been so long. I so I didn't mean to. I didn't even mean to. I didn't even mean to. Let me break off from the the East for a second here. Okay, no problem. And I just wanted to talk about Dallas because Mark Cuban is doing something very interesting. It seems to me, it looks like he's building like this, all European, uh, a basketball team. Look, they just they got Christos Porzingis. They got Doncic. Uh, yeah. They just signed Boyan, the big dude from uh, Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich from Philadelphia. They just signed him last week. You mean? Oh, sorry. Uh, 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 Not Bogdanovich. Marjanovich. Mar- Boy, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. seven foot three dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, yeah, played yeah. for Philly. He was at the Clippers and went to Philly. Boban, yeah, yeah Boban, Boban Marjanovich. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They just signed him. I don't Boban. I don't know. I really don't know too much. Chris Stops. I know backup center. Chris Stops, I know if he's healthy, he has the potential to really Unicorn, be, be a beast. Yeah, you know Unicorn. what I mean? Luca, he's you already seen what he could do. Yeah, he, he's good. Those guys grow together. I mean, I don't know if it'll be as fast as this year, but maybe. I don't know. But I think Dallas could be a sleeper team coming out of the I think the year next. Not a con, not a contender. I'm not calling year. him a contender. I'm just making yeah. maybe sneak into the playoffs. I think after next year, maybe give some because I some think heartburn. this year when Kristaps gets healthy, it's still going to be a lot of load management with him. Yeah, but I and think it's the Lucas show down there anyway. The Dante it show. is the Lucas show, yeah. but Lucas, as great as he is, he's still not good enough to lead a team by himself to the West. Mm-hmm. And even though, even if Porzingis comes back, like it's if I'm the Mavericks, I'm still going to be like, 
you know, we could push for the playoffs if we want, but we're not going to win the championship. If I'm the Mavs, load management for Kristaps for this year is going to be important yeah. because I want to make sure after he's back from this injury that he gets through the year okay, mm-hmm. builds up whatever he needs to build up in strength-wise, and then the year after when it's been a year of load management, see where his health is at, can he handle 82 games? Like Then I make a push with Luka and give Luka another year to really be, uh, be himself mm-hmm. and learn who he is as an NBA player. Yeah. So I, I don't... The Mavs are a sleeper in 2021, not 2020. Okay. Like, I, if it would be, it would behoove them to be careful with Kristaps. You don't think they could sneak into the eighth, eighth spot? No. No? The West is, there's, there's too many teams in the West that are in playoff limbo. I mean, San Antonio is always going to be around. It's San Antonio, Denver, Lakers, Clippers, Portland. Uh, you know, I know the Thunder is dropping off. You know, they're probably not going to be a playoff team anymore. Yeah. But you have, uh, you know, the Timberwolves could make it. The Pelicans. Yeah, those guys are growing too. If the Pelicans could, like, if they really, like, take the NBA by storm with their young core of Zion, Lonzo, Ingram. The West is just too damn Like, they could really, they could be that rookie team that makes it to the playoffs but doesn't make it past the first round. But it's super exciting because they'd be basically a rookie team, a young team that made it. Um, you know, if Zion lives up to the hype in the first year, mm-hmm. you know, they have a lot of teams that, you know, could potentially make it to the playoffs because there's just so many teams in playoff limbo in the West. The West is so stacked. So, yeah. Oh, Golden State is, is making it to the playoffs. Like, I'm pretty that. sure I already named like nine teams that could make it to the playoffs. So it's like, you know, it's it's too... Somebody, the thing about the you know the playoffs is even though yes more than half the league makes it someone has to lose and mm-hmm. when you're in the West someone's not making it yeah. oh the Kings they almost made it last year that's true they were right that yeah gosh. like there's like there's too many They're teams that are like there. right on the cusp that are really trying to make that push so anything anything could happen but I doubt I would if I'm like Mavs management. I am still saying that I don't think that playoffs are our priority. I think Kristaps is our priority. Like, Make sure he could load go. management, let Luca grow, see how their pieces mesh, let them really get to learn the playbook and have some continuity, and just you know go through the year worrying about Kristaps. That that's that would be my priority. And then the year after, when Kristaps is you know we know for sure that he's good to go. I would I would agree with you then that they're a sleeper because I think that the Luca Kristaps duo is going to be and the league might be so, so fun to watch. Yeah, it's going to be so maybe Luka so different. Pulling up at that crazy point. step backs, Kristaps yeah. dominating in the paint. I hope like, not, bro. Like that would be. So That's much another fun. thing, and I'm sorry I don't mean to bring up the Knicks again. That's another thing that upset us too because it seemed like we lost Porzingis, who had a great who looked like he had a bright future. Of course, we don't know how his knee's going to hold up. But then we don't get anything. You know, we give them up. We're expecting Zion. We're expecting Durant. We're expecting Kyrie. And we but, got and here's nothing. But why, here's why I give ma- This is why I don't think your management is as good as everyone agrees that they are. Who in their right mind? I mean, I know that there's an argument to be made that Chris Ops was leaving anyway, so yeah. you had to trade him. But who in their right mind trades a franchise player for the chance, a 14% chance of getting another franchise player. Who does that? And, you know, Fisdale and Miller were already there by the time they made that decision. So they so they had to have co-signed that. 
Like that's I know Fizdale joined in the middle of the season, but like that's that's insane. To I get, me. you know what I get what you're saying. I guess it was because he said he doesn't. Like he gave him an ultimatum from what the reports are saying. But even so, like you like you try to make it right. Like he he. It's not like he can leave this season. Like. You still had time. And then, like, okay, so you traded away for cap space so you could try to get Kevin Durant and whoever else. But it's like, Swing come on, you don't. Swing and a miss. Swing you, and a you miss. have to know that you don't have the role players to even make that a title contender. Like, sure, you can make it to the finals in the East with that, maybe. But you don't have a full team to compete with any of the Western teams with, with just those two. It's, like, people forget that a lot of these great duo teams or whatever that make it to the finals or whatever and win had solid teams, role players around them. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, Kawhi just won, and he's known as the dynasty killer now. But people forget that the Toronto Raptors were a deep team. Fred Van Vliet was coming off getting giving you 17 points off the bench. Like, yeah. they had a deep team. Mm -hmm. And that's like people, like, don't put enough, put enough stock in teams that are fully built, right. not just top-heavy. Yeah. Like and that's what the Knicks would have been a top heavy team, yeah. with nothing else. And right. top heavy teams don't make it to the don't win championships. They really don't. We just gotta see what the hell they do with these young guys. Um, I don't see anything happening. But let's talk about Brooklyn. But, uh, okay, yeah. Let's talk about Brooklyn. Okay, because I want to fanboy a little I know, bit. I know, I know. I know you've been itching to talk about. I because I want to talk about this. I'm buying their uh their their uh, league pass to watch all their games. Um. I am going to both their Orlando Magic away games. <laughs> I'm making sure of that because <laughs> I want to see them squash. Those, those games will probably be sold out in that. Well, no, Dur because Kevin Durant's Durant, injured. Yeah, I'm still true. getting cheap yeah. tickets. Let's be real here. <laughs> but Kyrie still he puts ass in the Bro, seats, no, man. It's Orlando. I know. I nobody's know, I know. nobody's selling out Orlando. <laughs> Golden State comes to Orlando, and I can get tickets for fifteen I know, bucks. I know that's like, true. That is true. That's crazy. I'm not, but I'm definitely going to both those games. Kevin Durant and Kyrie, man, I've been reading articles, listening to newspapers. People don't understand that this trade is bigger than just acquiring, uh, not trade, this sign, a uh, free agency sign is bigger than just Ky KD and Kyrie. Man, like, look at who we have as players. Like, Karis LeVert is known to the locker room as Baby Durant, and he works out with Kevin Durant in the offseason. Okay. Ke now that Kevin Durant is on the team, even if he's injured, Karis LeVert is who is going making his all-star push before he got injured last season is only going to expand his game with KD being there. Mm -hmm. Kyrie Irving is going to expand the game of Spencer Dinwiddie, of uh Karis as well because Karis sometimes will run the point. You know, he will expand the game of Jared Allen off the pick and roll. He will teach him how to do other things as a role man because Kyrie is an expert in the pick and roll. Like J there are players on our team that are going to benefit from the knowledge of KD and Kyrie so much that mm. our team, like they're, they're going to be better. Like not just because they have KD and Kyrie, the individual players are going to be better because they're now going to have the knowledge of them because their games uh, just really just coincide so well. Like Jared Allen's going to be able to learn how to shoot from KD because not most people don't know this, but our shooting coach that we have in the Brooklyn Nets is the same coach that coached uh, Kevin Durant shot. And he was the same shooting coach. Shoot. So now that KD is there, I know they want Jared Allen to be able to stretch the floor, which he did not do well last summer, but he at least put the attempts up. So, you know, that's a good sign. The fact that he's trying shows that he's working. So 
with KD there with his shooting coach, his shot is only going to get better. Mm-hmm. Like I know it was super low. It's not going to be like 35%, mm-hmm. you know, where it needs to be, but maybe it's 31%, 32%, mm-hmm. which would be an improvement. Like that's that's still a big deal. Like right. that would like that's enough where if you're in the playoffs and he makes a shot, you have to guard him because at the 3 because you know he's going to make it. Like if you're shooting at a 32% clip at a, as a center, if you make one in the playoffs, a center has to guard you or somebody has to guard you in the three on the corner because then now they have to be worried. Like, all right, what if he gets hot? Like right. he, he shows that he can make them. Um, that's only going to expand his game. And let's be 100% honest. Jared Allen has to put on weight, but he doesn't need to be bulky like, you know, a lot of some other centers like Drummond. He just has to be strong with his lean frame. Kevin Durant knows how to exercise for that. Mm-hmm. Like we don't think of him as a strong player and in reality he's really not, but but that's only because he's not a center. Okay. Jared Allen is a center, but he'll learn how to be strong with his lean frame and he'll be able to learn how to finesse with Kevin Durant, especially with his shot because Jared Allen has a clean stroke shooting for him. So, and another player, Rodion's Kurutz, he is going to be able to benefit from Kevin Durant a lot. Because he's a long player with a, a high wingspan, long wingspan. And they play kind of a similar position. I know he was billed as a power forward for Brooklyn last season, but that's only because we didn't have a power forward. Right, right, right. So they play a similar style. Their, their stroke is similar. Okay. Um, their games are can be, you know, the way that they run the floor can be a little similar. I think Rodion's probably has much more of a steam engine behind his uh, running of the floor. But if there's anyone that's going to be able to teach him control, which was a big criticism of him, it's going to be KD. Because if it's one thing about KD's game, it's a controlled game. Okay. He plays with control. So, you know, we have a lot. Oh, our our recent rookie signing of Nicholas Claxton, who I was reading one article that some people think that he's going to be a center, but really realistically. They got him to the draft or they just. They got him to the draft. He could be. Uh, more of a Chris Bosch-esque type power forward where he's super tall, you know, lean frame, but plays the power forward position. And I think that that's actually pretty uh, realistic because I've seen Nicholas Claxton's game and mm-hmm. it is more reminiscent of a Chris Bosch type power forward than it is of a, you know, of a center, a stretch, uh, stretch five. Okay. So, and, you know, if there's someone who could teach Nicholas Claxton how to be, you know, a a long lean power forward Kevin Durant who's better than KD who who better than KD like we have a lot of players whose games complement the signings of KD and Kyrie the pieces are there they're the Brooklyn Nets are going to explode like maybe not this year but definitely the year after we are going to explode we're going to really like no doubt solidify our spot in the east for the next three years four years you know, the only thing I'm worried about Brooklyn, and it's a kind of a scary thought, mm-hmm. is because Karis LeVert is up for contract next year, and so is Joe Harris. Got to pay those boys. You got to pay them. But now with their cap situation, how are you going to pay them? Yeah, Durant there, Kyrie, that changes everything. It does change everything. And they're eating up about $70 million a year. <sighs> Which by the their by the end of their contract, what, I think they. What tier would you put Karis Levert at? What tier? Far, yeah, as far as pay pay wise. Uh, 
It really depends. It depends on this season, really what he depends. does this season. So I'm, I'm going to look at it this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Karis LeVert plays next season the way he was supposed to this season, or if next season is in just an extension just goes, of who he was in the playoffs, which he was great mm-hmm. in the first round, I think he could command like 17 to 18 million a year. And what's worse is that I think that there are other teams in the league that would offer him more. And so, that would have the space for it. Or may, yeah, right. Exactly. Like, exactly. I mean, I don't think he'll go because I don't think he would go to a bad team just to take the money because I think he likes being in Brooklyn. Um, I think he would take 18 million if Brooklyn had 18 million to give him. Um, but it's just, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, with KD and Kyrie taking up, you know, know. sixty to seventy million yeah, a year. A you only deal. have thirty-five million in cap space, thirty-eight million in cap space to work deal. with. So it's like, let you, me sorry. Ahead. Let me just play devil advocate for a second here, and let's let me just look at the egos for a second here. Durant and Kyrie Irving. Durant's had problems with the other superstar everywhere he's gone, or everywhere he's been. Oklahoma City, him and Westbrook had issues. Maybe not as bad as as him and Draymond were at one bit in Golden State. I think it was pretty similar. I yeah, mean, they around went the same. At it a yeah, few times. yeah, of course. I mean, look, look after what, he left, they definitely went at it. Look what Dray- Draymond said. You know what I mean about? Uh, yeah. Look what Draymond said. You're talking about Westbrook, of course. Yeah. With the, him and going to edit, but I'm talking about uh, him and Draymond. What did Draymond say? He's like, we don't need you to win something or whatever. Yeah, he called along him, those lines. He called him a bitch a couple times. Yeah. You know, let's let's be real here. Now Kyrie. And LeBron had issues. We we all know that. Kyrie, we all know he had problems in Boston. Right. Does this ha- and I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but you may, remember Durant a few years ago had that uh, Twitter the extra Twitter account or whatever. Yeah, I don't think that's I don't as know big if, a deal as people make people. I don't make think it to so be. either. But I'm just saying, is Durant thin skinned Do you think Durant has a thin no. skin? I don't. And do you think that their egos? Maybe, hopefully, maybe they they'll they'll grow out of this the nonsense that's happened in the past. They'll know now how to do it together, and at this point in their careers, without you know having to let their egos get in the way. But do you see that as a, a potential problem with the Nets? I want to say two things about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to answer your question outright. No, mm-hmm. I I don't think it's going to be a problem. Um, but I want to say two things on that. One, I don't think Kevin Durant is thin-skinned. Mm. I just don't think the media is used to people talking back to them, mm. which, you know, for me, I like it. So I don't think he's thin-skinned. Mm. You know, you can argue that the burner account Twitter yeah. thing is yeah. like, you know, that was. That's I like I just thought it was weird for a person of his status to be doing. So who cares? You know what I mean? You know, yeah, I get, I get it. I, yeah. 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 But you know what it is? Kevin Durant is reminding people that he's a person. Yeah. Because I feud with people on YouTube comments from time yeah. to time. Yeah. Like, it happens. It. Like, people do it. I know. And, you know, we just hold them to a different light because now they're making millions of dollars. I but know. he's still a person. Like, I know. But it, my thing is, the dude is the best basketball player. Maybe one second best basketball it, player right. in the world. So who better than him than to talk back to fans know, who don't know just, what they're talking about? All he about. has to do is let his game do the talking. He's, 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 but that's the thing he does. Yeah. He, he, does he speaks too. back verbally and then he back it up yeah. on the court yeah so it's like you know i forgot who but someone else mentioned that i think mm. it was chris broussard who mentioned mm. it or something like that yeah that was like you know 
Yeah, he's you know they think he's thin skinned, but he backs it up on yeah. the court. No, like, there's it's no not doubt like about he it. Folds in the spot. There's no doubt like, about it. He had f- something during the playoffs this year. He goes, "Y'all know who I am. You I'm know Kevin who Durant. I am, yeah, right? <laughs> Come on. I think he said that about Pat <laughs> Beverly. Yeah, he was Pat just like, You know Pat who Beverly, I am. Yeah. So I'm talking, you know, and you know what, <laughs> bro. That's why I think he's like perfect for Brooklyn because oh that is God. a Brooklyn attitude. That like is, you know is. who I am. You don't get no you know more, that. more Brooklyn than that. <laughs> you know who I am. Like that, they're perfect. And you know, I think Kevin Durant is just the really, really the first superstar. You know, I think Allen Iverson had it a little bit when he had like the, the practice the attitude. Yeah, but like. Kevin Durant is the first superstar where he is like he will talk back to the media. He will talk back to the fans. He's like, look, if you're going to say my name, I'm going to respond to you. And I love it. I don't think that makes him thin skinned. I think that makes him human. And if anything, why did we decide that because someone makes a million dollars that they have to keep their mouth shut? why does it make him thin-skinned? That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, if you... I think the media has this idea that because that they have a job to do, mm. that what they say, you know, it's thin-skinned if people hold you accountable for what you say. And I think that's silly. It's just like, no. Like, if you, you're... Yes, you're in the media. Yes, it's your job. But mm. you're still talking about people at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, of course, let them dialogue with you. And let's be honest... As much as they say that it makes them thin skin, that mm. that shit's great for ratings. Like, it does. No, that absolutely. shit is great. And like, the media, I think, plays into that because they know that. They know and that. And they know pe- that's going to get like, people reading their articles. It's going to get people watching. Like they're making they're it seem say. like it's this bad thing that yeah. Kevin Durant's thin skin. You no. can't take criticism. But no. they know. They're saying all that stuff because they want to keep him going. They're of trying course. to goad him on. And, just and they want, and it. that's going to keep people like, going. That's I, how the game like, works. And that's I like Kevin Durant from being like, fuck it. I'm going to go through <laughs> with it. I'm going to talk shit to you. Like, that's how the game works. Like when he called out the, when he did the press, interview where he called out ethan strauss mm. and he was just like you know you got some dude coming up in here and he don't know nobody right he's just you know surveying yeah and making it seem like i said something like the fact that he does stuff like that i think that's the best because i think especially for his, i think some fans i don't think that they like the fact that sports media at times can be one clickbait and two ag- agenda pushing mm. And I think the fact that Kevin Durant holds everyone's feet to the fire when they mention him, I think is refreshing to a lot of people. And I know it's refreshing for me and I like it. Mm-hmm. Like if for whatever reason he heard something that I had said about him, if for whatever reason he called my name out and responded to me, I ain't saying shit about him. But like, that's the best <laughs> shit ever. Like, come on, come on the podcast and let's hash it out. You know what I'm saying? Come on, Katie. <laughs> like, I, I would love to do that. But um, no. And the second thing I want to say is, you know, in relation to KD and Kyrie, they come from similar situations. Like, KD is clearly the best player in the league, mm-hmm. or, you know, was before the injury. Like, who knows how he's going to come out now. But he definitely was the best player in the league, or top two. Yeah. If the LeBron stands want to say he's not yeah. better than LeBron, whatever. Um, but he was, he, he was kind of like the younger brother of the Golden State Warriors. Even though he was the best player right. on the damn team. To the same extent that Kyrie was kind of younger brother to LeBron James. Yeah. It was just like, you know, I think they come from similar situations, so they'll know how to handle each other properly. And let's be honest, they both chose Brooklyn, and they were friends prior. Okay. So it's like 
you know, I, I don't think so. I think I think the truth will come out with their game when they start proving people wrong that they're not what the media says they are. They're just responding to what the media is saying about them. And I think I, I think that's fair. And, you know, Kyrie with the whole I don't owe anybody shit when yeah. people were talking about him coming back to yeah. Boston or whatever. Yes, he did say, you know, six months prior that he would love to come back. Mm -hmm. People are human. Shit has changed shit changes, since yeah. then. Yeah. Like since he said that in the beginning of the season, there was a whole six months going by where I'm sure those young big heads yeah. were constantly giving him shit because they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals without him. Yeah. And, you know, I can make a public statement saying that I would love to come back to the Boston Celtics if you guys will have me. Yeah. But if I've got to deal with bullshit from the team for six months straight, I'm out. I would say the same thing that he said, too. I don't want anybody shit. I'll go wherever I want. There like, it's go. the same thing. Like, mm -hmm. so it's like I think people are taking what he's saying out of context of mm -hmm. the whole situation and making it seem like he's something that he isn't. And I think him and KD, when they play in Brooklyn, their game is going to prove people wrong. So I don't think it's going to be a problem whatsoever, especially since they have a coach who's a player's coach, a GM who's a family GM, the way, you know, as Spencer Dinwiddie has said, you know, they're a good coach and a good GM who will give you the tools you need to succeed is more than enough than players need for success, especially since they're going to have players around them that want to be around them. Like, Karis LeVert wants to be around KD. Spencer Dinwiddie is cool with Kyrie, would li likes to be around Kyrie. You know, they have players, uh, Jared Allen, I'm sure, being, like, a super uh, amicable dude. Mm -hmm. is just kind of, He's just cool with everybody. So he's, like, oh, he's not going to have any problems. Like, we have, we have a team where everyone eats. And when you have a team where everyone eats, usually egos aren't really a problem because everyone's getting a piece of the pie. So I, I think... I think there's I no could, better team. Honestly, I get what you're saying with last year's team. But with Durant and Kyrie, I don't think anybody everybody eats as much as the, as was, was once as it used to be. But yes. However, we don't have the same young core that made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. So, I think when it comes time to take less on your plate, mm -hmm. they're going to be willing to do so because they're gonna they're gonna feel like they need that success and let's and let's also be honest here i'm sure that the t all the teammates you know the team as a whole mm -hmm. knew what was like had an idea of what could be coming so they prepared for that and not for nothing you know if K yes people eat less with kd but he had steph curry and clay thompson true you know, True. So KD, yes, he's going to eat, but now he needs his Steph and Klay Thompson on the Brooklyn Nets. And who are the two players that really need to eat on the starting lineup? KD, Kyrie. Kyrie. Well, uh, other than KD, Kyrie and Ka uh, Karis LeVert. They're going to be the two players that are also going Those to are your eat other with KD scores. on Those the starting lineup. Right. So, and Spencer Dinwiddie is going to come off the bench as he does. He's going to be sixth man of the year candidate as he was last year. Like, he's going to eat regardless. So all the players that need to eat are going to eat. And then Jared Allen being a role man center, probably, you know, trying to be a stretch five defensive anchor. He's going to be able to eat to he's going to play his role, which is to make threes when he's open, uh, protect the rim and be a role man slash uh, uh, um, full court runner for the uh, fast break. And that's how he's going to eat. And that's how he's going to make his living. And that's how he wants to make his living. So everybody, everybody's role is going to eat the way they're supposed to. Jared Allen's going to eat. 
Karis LeVert's going to eat. Spencer Dinwiddie's going to eat. Kevin Durant's going to eat. Kyrie's going to eat. Rodion's Kuroots is going to have a spot on the team where he gets consistent minutes. He's going to probably eat off the bench, which, you know, as much as he does have some rawness to his game, mm-hmm. going up against second tier, uh, you know, second teams um, off the bench, he's only going to be able to eat more. Like, the, I think Kuroots is going to have an opportunity to come off the bench with Dinwiddie and really eat second teams alive because he had moments where he ate first teams alive. I mean, look at the highlights that he had with Blake Griffin Mm -hmm. where he held Blake Griffin to two field goal makes out of like 13 for an entire game Mm -hmm. because he just got into his head and dominated him. Like he's really going to have an opportunity to showcase his skill on the bench. Like everyone, I, when you really look at the team as a whole, there really was no better team for KD and Kyrie to go. And I think that Kyrie knew it, and it was all about just convincing KD to to really buy into it. Because when you look on paper, everyone is going to be able to play their role at an efficient way, and they're mm. all going to eat the way that they were going to eat anyway, as if, if, even if they didn't come. So okay. I, I, I don't think there's a problem at all. Let me ask you about um, legacies as far as Durant and Kyrie go. Because let's say this experiment doesn't work. Let's say they don't win a championship. Okay? What do you think this does to their legacies? If, if they win, I put Durant up on the on – I actually still put him up on Mount Rushmore, to be honest with you. But Really? You put well, him on the Mount Rushmore? I don't Rushmore? know. Not as well, I mean, as, as players right now. As, not, think, not not as like the right, okay, of all right, right. time. So, so he, I don't he like be, the goat. I don't like this the greatest of all time talk because it's hard to put players in, in different time. So frames. you would put, you would put them on the on the pantheon for this era. At this era, absolutely, okay. yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. not. But that could change if he could come in and if he comes and wins in Brooklyn with Kyrie Irving, and they win a chance, they win a one two championships. I think that puts him up there. It's got to put him out there for as a for a, a top five or top ten player of, of all, all time. time. Um, yeah, I think it does. I think if he wins, because is he a top ten player of all time now? I don't think so. I don't. I don't that's again. I don't like the all. I, and I hate that I brought it up because I hate the all time. Oh, uh, we don't I, have to get into it, but I think I it's like safe the, to say that he's not there yet because yeah. you have the likes of Jordan, Pippen, Kareem, yeah. Wilt. Kobe, yeah. Shaq, like you have yeah. all these Larry yeah. Bird, yeah. Magic, like you have all these players that are yeah. in the top ten. Yeah. So it's safe to say that he's not there yet. Does winning a championship with Brooklyn in put Brooklyn, him there? Yeah. Because I I get he's got two championships already, but that's what he went to. He left Oklahoma City to go there and go to a super team or a ready stacked team and won right. it there. So if he could do it, and yeah, he's got Kyrie with him in Brooklyn, but that's not Steph Curry and it's not. Clay Thompson, Thompson Draymond. Not Draymond. Well, yeah. I think they could maybe find a Draymond. Well, I don't know. I don't think not. so. I, I mean, think people underestimate his defensive it's, it's IQ. I mean, he is he's a top a defensive player. Yeah. So, I mean, those guys aren't there. But if he could win without, I think it puts him up there. But if you he know, loses that, I think it hurts I wanna, his legacy. You know. And Kyrie. I don't think legacy. it does. I don't think it hurts his legacy, and I don't think it hurts Kyrie's either. Um, one, I don't. I know some people say that he has an asterisk with his two rings because he joined a super team. I disagree with that. Because let's be honest here. If you are in the finals against Golden State, that is the one time you need to show out as an opponent. And opponents have failed. And that has nothing to do with how great Golden State is. It has everything to do with the other team just not working as hard. Right. Like, 
Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond, and Kevin Durant didn't just wake up great. It took hard work for years to get to that way. And it just meant that the other team that they played in the finals didn't work as hard as them. So... Yes, they, you know, Steph Curry may have like a natural ability to shoot three. Yes, KD has natural born gifts with his height and length. You know, those things are true. But we've seen teams that aren't supposed to win championships win championships because they worked harder than the better team. The Mavericks did it against the Heat, the Spurs did it against the Heat. Funny how they're both LeBron teams, but that's, you know, (laughs) that's a conversation for another time. And the Cavs did it against Golden State. Golden State was a better team, but LeBron and Kyrie and the rest of the team worked harder and they won and came back. So it's like, I don't, you know, I don't give him a knock on his championships because he was on Golden State because that was still an opportunity Mm -hmm. for the other team to work harder and really give it to him. And they just didn't. Right. You know? I'm I mean, not, and I'm not putting, I'm not putting, putting right, asterisks. Right, right. That was, that was more that. like a PSA yeah, for yeah. anyone that might be right, listening. Right, 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 right. Like, stop putting an asterisk. That's stupid. He still I, won I those. I agree. Those are stupid. And he was finals MVP right both times. Of course. It's stupid to even think that, you know, but people do think that way. Right. So, but, you know, but I, what I will say is I don't think, so for the other part of the question, it doesn't hurt his legacy mm-hmm. if they don't win. Mm-hmm. Because if they make it to the finals and say they lose, that is still proof that he could take a team there. Yeah. Now, and I think that if anything, that'll solidify that maybe it's possible that Golden State needed KD to win because they both separated. When he got injured, Golden State lost. And when he left, if Golden State nor Kevin Durant win a championship, Maybe they needed each other. Maybe it was the right move. Maybe there, you know, they don't. There is no criticism there. Maybe they, you know, because now you start to say things. So I don't think it's going to be a knock in his legacy. And you know, and to be honest, if he turns the Brooklyn Nets, who were a sixth seed last year, and as the East gets better, they remain a top, top two seed. team in the East because of KD, Kyrie, and the rest of the supporting cast. That's only going to solidify his greatness. Yeah. Because of the fact that every year they maintained their dominance in the East, it, they, he doesn't have to win a championship. Mm-hmm. Now, if Kyrie and KD in the three or four years that they're there, they're in Brooklyn and they don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals or mm-hmm. something like that, or they get bounced in the first round, you know, stuff like that, then you're then, then you're maybe you're looking at legacy hits. But if they make happen. it to the finals or make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and stuff like that. I don't think he can I don't think it's a knock on his legacy at all because he's already forever going to be considered somebody who could have been the greatest scorer of all time. There's and no I think as legacies go, that is a great legacy to have. And you can't you can't lose that because he's already has that. So you can't lose that. So, you know, he's forever going to be known as a guy that could beat Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record because he's a long lanky dude who doesn't need to bang bodies to get points. So, you know, I don't think his legacy takes a hit. Like, is he ever going to be a Mount Rushmore player or the greatest of all time? No, he's already passed that. He already has two finals losses. Like, that's it's done, you know? So, you know, I don't – I think his legacy is just fine. His legacy is great as it is, and I don't think it gets worse. Unless he gets, like, 
two first round bounces in the East, which is considered the weaker conference. I think then the Masters I just can't see a team with his legacy. I can't see a team with, with that. Him w- on yeah, because that would mean that he would we'd have to be bounced by teams like Orlando yeah, or Detroit, yeah. and that it's I not gonna happen. That like that's it's just not gonna happen. Mm-mm. So, I I think his legacy is fine. I'll tell you what, man. There's a lot of exciting basketball to be played next season, and then it's going to be even more exciting once Durant gets back and he's in the mix of things. I yeah. I mean, and I think 2020 is going to be a great year for best for basketball, and I think 2021 is going to be like one of the best years of all time for, for you basketball. Lucky bats for, Brooklyn, for Brooklyn fans, <laughs> for Mavericks fans, like everybody's going to eat in 2021. Like it's only going to get Except better. Except us poor ass Knicks fans is going to no, be that's not true. Hungry. That's not true, man. Have more faith in your Knicks. I want to. Believe you me, I want to have more faith than I'm saying. And I honest, and I, honestly, I know I'm sounding low right now, but it's just because it's been 20 years of just misery. You know what I mean? And once it's like that, you just there's it almost begins to you you almost start to feel no hope. I will say this, I do feel better about our situation. When, right. Once I really start started to think about it and start to be rational again. I realize that it's it's not that bad. How many years do you think before the Knicks make the playoffs again? From this from this point on, five six years. I think you're being overly critical. Really? I you, give it two years. Two years? Yes. Well, let me say this: if we could get great draft picks, cause I don't see us really. Do, I don't see us being. You did. You have for two consecutive years. You've picked good players. R.J. Barrett and Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox, yeah, like we got it good. We got it right. Mitchell Robinson was kind of Mitchell a steal. Robinson. Like, was, he's not a steal yet, but he could be. And I think this Ignis kid is a could be a, a another a steal. steal. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what happens with this. We got to see what happens with this with these guys first. Let me see what happens with this year. I don't want to. Maybe, maybe you could. You maybe you're right. I think two, it's two years. And here, here's my main reasoning why the eighth seed for the East is like the easiest thing to get to. Yeah. So uh, of the entire NBA, the eighth seed in the East is the easiest thing to get to. And the thing is, where I think we're the second youngest team in the league as well. If I, I think the Bulls are the yeah. first youngest team, and I think we're the second youngest team. So with let's see, let's see what happens. Maybe we could do it. I don't know. I'm just saying, as a Nick fan, as what I've seen in the last 20 years. But you, oh my God, oh my I God, don't know. we are forgetting a team that is gonna could possibly be a playoff team next exactly. year, Atlanta. Oh, they could absolutely I'm not be even thinking a about playoff that. team because they're not you know going to be contenders or because whatever. Because on paper, they don't know. We really all we know is Trey Young, but they just got a bunch of draft picks and they did they did a whole bunch of stuff this year. Who yeah. Knows? And let's not forget that John Collins was a beast last year. Exactly. <laughs> so, I man. remember I watched. I did watch a few Atlanta games. And I, I am him. not an Atlanta. Well, I'm not not an Atlanta fan. Mm. I will say this: they are an exciting team to watch. So, if they made the playoffs next year, which I think is reasonable for the eighth seed, Utah Jazz. I would love to too? see them. Sorry, I just wanted to say. What oh, you, we didn't talk about Utah jo- either. That team. was the other playoff we team would, that I wanted to would, talk about. We'll next time we'll get, we'll get those guys. In yeah, there. yeah, we next have to talk we'll about Utah because I forgot about that. Mike too. Conley is going to turn Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell into a, even more of a beast than he already is. Mitchell, man, like that team is a dark. Ho- that's a dark horse team right there for next year. For more next than year. Dallas, I would yeah. say. Yeah, so for next year, that's a dark horse team. The Utah Jazz. I think oh, so. Man. I mean, the starting lineup of Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, 
uh, Mike Conley, and those Joe guys Ingles. are young too. That's a man. Thing. They have a beast squad. I can't believe I didn't even bring that. We didn't bring that up, but man, that's, that's for another show, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to talk about that n- another time because I could, you know, we could go a while for that. Yeah. Uh, so before we go, real quick, um, you know, how far do you think the Lakers are going to go next year? Now that Kawhi and Paul George made it, went to the Clippers. I, I have them. Right now, I have the Clippers and the Lakers in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I have the Clippers winning. And I only have that because I feel the Clippers are a bit deeper than the Lakers. They are. They're much deeper. Um, and if well, it depends too. Let's see what LeBron could do if he has these. I mean, he's getting older, and if he has the same issues that happened last year when he got hurt, you just have Anthony Davis. Over. Yeah, it could be over for them. And Demarcus Cousins, and I don't think they. You know, it, that, I don't know. Maybe they don't even make the the the, the conference final. I think they're in the playoffs. No doubt, they're for but, sure in the playoffs. But uh, so, do would you say, would say the Lakers are a top four seed? Healthy, a healthy Lakers, if they could stay together healthy all year. I think, yeah, absolutely, a top four, top seed. four, yeah, absolutely, no doubt in my mind. We got. What about you? What do you think? Uh, you know me. I'm I am a LeBron. <laughs> I know, yeah. But I know. You know, I don't. I wanna, just I don't want to come off as a hater, so I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest here. Yeah. Um. I think healthy. I think they're a four seed. Yeah, I think they're a four seed. Um, and I think they, you know, I think they have a shot at making the Western Conference Finals. But I'm going to stick by saying they're not better than Denver. And I think if they have to meet Denver before the Western Conference Finals, say in the second round, I think the Denver bounces them. And I think the Clippers, if they make it to the Western Conference Finals with the that Clippers, I think the awesome Clippers bounce them. That'd be. Such I, I want to see Denver versus the Lakers more than I want to see the Clippers versus the Lakers. That'd like be if a, I, I think that'd be a no doubt. If seven I could game. see Denver against the Lakers for like the Western Conference Finals or Western Conference Semifinals, I I will be a happy man in the playoffs because I know nobody talks about them meeting in the playoffs, but it's a reasonable meet because mm-hmm. Denver is going to be in the top four too. And you uh, top four teams eventually meet in the semifinals. Like they have to. Yeah. So it's like, or the Western conference finals. Yeah. So I, whew, I would love to see <laughs> Denver and the Lakers. And if it were game. up to me, I would have the Lakers as the five seed and the Denver as the four seed so that they have to meet in the first round. But that's just me because I would love to see that first round matchup. Whoa. That would be insane. But yeah, so I, you know, Damn, they, nice. they absolutely <laughs> could make it to the Western Conference Finals. I'm not a hater. Yeah. Um, I think that they're a four seed. I just, I, I put them up there because of LeBron and Anthony Davis, but I just don't, and Kuzma's good. And uh, what's it, Contavious? Uh, oh, yeah, Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be their, Jared Is that going to be their starting point guard, Contavious? No, it's uh, LeBron. LeBron is the point guard. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, so, he like he's like he's playing the point guard role. Like that's who's, you know. Right. So, so you know, it, it's 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 like Le, it's LeBron, Anthony Davis, Cousins, um, Cousins, Kuzma, who after maybe KCP, that? maybe Jared Dudley. Uh, I don't know. But. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But look at the Clippers. Now, who do the Clippers have? They got Kawhi. They got Paul George. They got Pat Beverly, who's a great defensive point guard. Uh, who else do they have on there? I know they're they're deeper than the 
than the Lakers. I can't even think of their roster right now. Oh, the Clippers. Okay. I mean, I know they Kawhi, did. Kawhi, Paul George, Montrez Harrell, Lou Williams, yeah. Patrick Beverly. Come on. They have a ton of exactly. good Exactly. They got it. They, they, they're, they are their bench deep. is deeper. They are deep. So, I mean, I know they who they just got rid of Danilo. Oh, they have Avery Bradley on the Lakers. Okay. Who's a good defensive yeah, player. He's, play he's probably on the starting lineup. Yeah. Uh, it's probably Kuzma, LeBron, AD, Avery Bradley. I just think the Clippers are much deeper than than the Lakers. So, and I, the Lakers, I still with LeBron and like I said with LeBron and AD, I still think they're a top tier team. But as yeah. far as finals, I don't think they could surpass. It I don't think they not, make it. They don't past, have enough money to buy. I think that, that it's reasonable to think they make it past the second round of the finals. Yeah. I think it's unreasonable to say they make it past the third, right. the final round of the Western Conference Finals. Be, uh, because of the simple fact that they're still kind of top-heavy. Exactly. Two of them are injury-prone, and one of them is old. LeBron James. That is 82 games that this team has to play as on top of playoff games. They're gonna tire out. They're just going to like. So, well, that's that's the that's the ending statement for me. I think yeah. Lakers make it. I think have a great second round in the playoffs. I personally, if they meet Denver, I don't think they make it past no. Denver. But I think they're a four seed. Like I think they're a reasonable any anywhere between four and two. I don't think they're a one seed team, but between four and two, I think is a fair. Yeah. Yeah. Is a fair uh, assessment. I think there's a few teams ahead of them, or maybe one or two teams that are uh, possibly ahead of them in, in the rankings as far yeah, as too. next season goes. So that's All right. it, my friend. Thanks All for right. listening. Later.